This is the sermon podcast of St. John's Episcopal Church in Brooklyn, New York. They're primarily by me, the Reverend Ben DeHart, but you'll hear from some of my good friends as well. We at St. John's exist to proclaim the good news of the gospel. So if you like what you hear, we'd love it if you join us in person. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m., and our beautiful church, located in Park Slope, is easy to get to from all over the city. We hope you'll stop by soon. And now, the sermon. In our epistle reading just a minute ago, St. Paul said these words, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. I don't know about you, but I resonate in a bad way more with this sentence than any other piece of scripture. I do not understand my actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. When I was a young boy, I asked my father one time, Dad, if you hate smoking and you say that I'm never allowed to smoke Why do you smoke? And in an honest moment, my father said, without blinking, because I love it. And I don't know how old I was. I was like six or seven, maybe even younger. And this boggled my mind. It baffled me. How can you love something that kills you? Little did I know that Each and every single one of us has something in our lives where we could say the same thing. I hate this. I can't quit this. Maybe for you or someone you know, it's that significant other who just doesn't matter the name of the person. It's the same person every single time. And you said, I swear off Steve. But Steve is right back there, even though his name might be Ben. Maybe you are someone who struggles to diet. Every New Year's Eve, you promise yourself that this will be the year. This is the year I'm going to get my act together. I signed up for Atkins or whatever is the newest thing, and I am going to do this by my willpower. I'm going to pull up myself by my bootstraps. And then on January 6th, you've essentially thrown all of that out the window. I've got to say that when my father told me this, it was the very first time that I was introduced to what smarty pants theologians call the bound will. Now, you and I are 21st century Americans. We hate the idea of the bound will. As I said last week, we don't really like the thought that we're not as free as we think we are. And yet we're more primed to believe this probably than ever before. I mentioned it. We talk about systemic evil all over the place now, right? We talk about systemic racism, systemic injustices, systemic institutions that are essentially we can't get out from underneath its grasp. This is what Paul is saying here. I don't understand my own actions. The very thing I want to do, I don't do. 
The thing I hate to do, I do. Now, what Paul is not saying is that you and I have no agency whatsoever, right? I can choose to turn right at a stoplight. I can do all kinds of things that might be very hard for other people. But for that thing that is hard for me, that addiction that I can't quit, whether it's a sexy addiction that we're all like, ah, that's fine, or the not-so-sexy addictions that many of us hide incredibly well. Paul is saying that you're not alone, that I am not alone. And I think that's what my father was telling me. I just can't bring myself to quit. The way my father quit was that he got so sick that he could not smoke another cigarette. I didn't tell you this, but why not? My dad used to smoke three packs of cigarettes a day. All of my favorite memories with my father, he always had a cigarette in his hand. The only way he found that he could quit it was that he was forced to quit. Talk to our friends in the basement Monday through Friday, our friends in AA. For so many of them, they talk about the need to hit rock bottom. They have this saying where someone's come to AA and they're, you know, not quite ready to give up drinking entirely. That person's not there yet. Now, I don't want any of us in this room to have to hit rock bottom with whatever we're struggling with. But this is the force of what St. Paul is saying. And rather than it being this thing that we're like, ah, Paul, I believe in the Nike slogan that we can just do it. I think that you and I are supposed to take this as we are not alone in this. That you and I need a deliverer. And thanks be to God that we have one. I'm going to give you one more example in case the cigarettes didn't resonate with that or maybe you've never had a bad significant other. I have a friend who is everything that I once wanted to be. He's an Old Testament professor at a prestigious university. He's one of the smartest people I know. In fact, uh, I had to get over this, but in a bad way, when I saw how good he was at research, it's when I realized I'm not cut out for that. He's good for that. I'm good for, for this, I guess. But I asked him one day, because I like to kind of live vicariously through him, how exciting is it? What is it like to be around the smartest people in the world all the time? And what he told me was just as surprising to me when I was, what, 25, as when I was six years old and my dad told me that he loves cigarettes. My friend said that these people who have made a profession of learning Irony of ironies are the least open to learning. Now, I'm sure he's exaggerating to some degree, but he said that there's such a scholastic, academic, ego-driven thing where you're writing a paper essentially to back up views that you once held that someone else has poked holes in, and instead of really being on a quest for truth, it becomes a quest to essentially say that I'm right and you're not. Again, he's likely exaggerating, but he told me that his prayer every morning is, Lord, keep me open. 
keep me flexible. Now, I don't know what it is that you're struggling with here this morning, and you need not tell me. I mean, you can if you want, but you need not. But what St. Paul is saying here is that he struggled the same way. That you and I are not alone in that thing that we just can't quit. And what St. Paul is at pains to emphasize is that in those areas of our lives, and we've all had it, right? Maybe it's a well-meaning parent or a well-meaning mentor who you didn't ask for but just said they were going to be your mentor. And what they essentially come by and say is the Nike slogan, just do it. Or try harder. Paul is at pains to say that the gospel is not try harder. The gospel is what Jesus said in our gospel lesson this morning. Come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will refresh you. In another translation, I will give you rest. If you are paying attention to the very end of St. Paul's epistle lesson, you'll see that St. Paul is not left in this state of, I don't do what I want. I do the very thing I hate. I just, there's no hope. No, in that last line, he says, what does he say? Thanks be to God who has given us the victory. My friends, you and I need a deliverer. Not just those people who we walk by on Fifth Avenue who just cannot hide their addictions. But you and I are in the same boat. I don't know what it is for you. I think I know what it is for me, and don't worry, I'm not going to tell you. And I wouldn't be surprised if I find out in the future that there's more that I am just completely oblivious to and am afraid of excavating. But the message of this text is not, woe is us. The message of the text is, we are free to take a fearless inventory of the dark, to look at the mirror and not be afraid of condemnation. For in Christ, there is now, therefore, no condemnation. What St. Paul found and why he rejoices at the end of this text that we hate but we also resonate with was rest for his weary soul. He is free to begin again. He's free to start over. Because he's not trying to get better anymore. No, St. Paul has been resurrected from the dead. And that is true for you and me as well, friends. Because our God is still in the business of raising the dead. He still makes a way out of no way. Not just out there, but right here. So let that be our prayer this week. Lord, I just can't help it with this one or ten things. But make a way where there seems to be no way. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.